Welcome to Who Put This On, and I'm Chris Lorenz, the host, and uh, we're here with episode eight, and we watched Doomsday, Doomsday Preppers, season four, episode one. To my left is... Harrison Hoffman. Sitting to his left... James Rawl. Sitting to my right... Robert Kitts. And today we have a special guest, because uh, Rocky Max Boa is uh, <laughs> not with us today. Uh, so sitting next to Rob is... Brian Houston. All right, welcome to the show. Thank you. Great to be here, Chris. Uh, let me say you have a lovely studio here. <laughs> I mean, it's such an honor for us to have you here. Uh, very thankful that you could come hang are you, out. Are you a big fan of reality TV, Brian? Absolutely. It's <laughs> it's so bad it's good, usually. usually. Also, sometimes it's so good it's good, like with Doomsday Preppers. <laughs> oh, man. What has, wait, can it be so good it's bad? Can that be a thing? No, that's the only option. Um, no, they're so bad it's bad. It's kind of like if it's because like it's a, if it's like a really good movie, right? You know, like people tell you this movie's great, and then you go oh. and you see it, and you're like, that was pretty shitty. So if you, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I don't see how that's so good. I'm it's assuming bad, you're though. trying to go with somebody told you good, and your right. expectations yeah. were high, right? But you thought it was you didn't so good. It's it's no, like like if a movie's critically acclaimed to be like you know the best movie of like the times. And you go and see it, like, well, it's kind of so, shitty. So you're talking about, like, Citizen Kane, like, specifically. Yeah, like, specific sort of movies. Not sure. that movie in specific. But okay. there are, like, you know, certain movies through the course like, of history. I'm like, be specific. I'm trying to think of one. Maybe, I can't really right now. Maybe, like, a maybe like a Citizen Kane or, like, or like a 2001 A Space Odyssey. Maybe yeah, oh, yeah, that's like that. it. Yeah, that's the one. That movie is fucking terrible. I wouldn't say it's terrible. I think it's, it's boring. It's the worst oh, fucking movie oh, ever. It's pretty boring. I understand wow. we do a show about... Reality TV, <laughs> you can't just be knocking 2001 on our. It's podcast. it's so bad. It's a little it's a little drawn out. There's are you, no. Point are you going to defend it now, Chris? I, I mean, I've only seen like half of it. Yeah, that's because <laughs> it was so bad. You couldn't well, watch the whole I, thing. I was trying to watch it on a plane. It just wasn't working out. I, like yeah. I need to see it in the theater, but I didn't think it was terrible. So in short, it was so good it was bad. I've heard you need to see it high. That that might be good. I th- you might be right on that one. That's that's what I've heard. I mean, you can't get much higher than an airplane, Rob. <laughs> Some solid counterpoint. Somebody cue the musical All drum right. instrument. So, so when, so when James says like so good it's bad, like I think of that one episode of Futurama where like Fry like is like eating that like pure slurm stuff that he just can't stop eating and like it's really really bad for him. But like he like all like his friends almost all die because he can't he can't stop shoveling the slurm into his mouth. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. No. So, I'll know. Oh, hey, has man. anyone seen that? I've no. seen it. I've seen that. Oh, okay. so you're basically saying like McDonald's is so good it's bad. You sure. Stop eating it, but it's terrible for you. Something like that. Yeah. All right. All right. So does somebody have the? I do. You have the. I have the about the show right from NationalGeographic.com about Doomsday Preppers. Doomsday Preppers explores the lives of the otherwise ordinary Americans who are preparing for the end of the world as they know it. Unique in their beliefs, motivations, and strategies. Preppers will go to whatever lengths they can to make sure they are prepared for any of life's certainties. Then it goes on more about the season and whatnot, but we could probably just jump to the show, I feel like. All right. Well, the show was absolutely garbage. <laughs> I want to turn this off really? immediately. Yeah. This show for me was fascinating. Like, yeah. It's like watching horrors. Like You know it's horrible, but you just can't look away. Well, because- well I'm not saying all of this was garbage. I'm just saying like we saw the same thing multiple times. They said the same thing like 18 times, like 
these guys are getting prepared for whatever the fuck they think is going to be the problem. <laughs> and every commercial break, they had to recap for a whole minute. It was just... I just can't stand it. It takes forever. What I personally like is that like every person had like a different backstory that caused them to like go into this state where they're like prepping. That's like the best part of the show is when it's like this black background with like an insane close up of their face. It just keeps zooming in as they're telling like their their prepper like origin story. Uh, <laughs> like the like like the best moment of the show is when like in the very beginning when like that guy Jimmy Falcon's face is on the TV and it's just zooming in and telling his insane story. Like that guy's comfortably close. Yeah. Yeah. I was really uncomfortable when we were watching that. That was a scary story. I could not help but just look around the room while he was telling that story of this person in their cabin in the middle of Montana and you know, in the middle of winter, but 50 below and you're just hanging on every word. And the guy was babbling on about something and the wife is dead and the cat's dead. Like, what? I have so many questions. Why was the guy still there? Like, why Why is the cat frozen? Why is the person... Why did you not get some firewood? I don't know what's going on, but I have because some questions. Because he wasn't prepared, he James. He wasn't. That was the moral of the story. <laughs> that was the moral of the story. It's true. Oh, my God. It was, he was not prepared. He very emotional. He should have eaten that cat. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I mean, the cat didn't catch him any, any rabbits, oh, probably, man. so... I feel like that was the first time that guy tried to get his cat to catch a mouse. Yeah, it seemed like he just started to train that cat. Those, are, like, those are some pretty pudgy cats for being like fierce doomsday cats. Oh he's, like, he's like, hey, you know what some crazy shit will be for when this TV crew comes? I'll, I'll, show, my, I'll show my cats hunting. Yeah, well, that's a lot of it, right? I mean, pan out a lot. You kind of put on the show for the TV crews. I don't know. Are we going through uh, kind of so, like the high-level yeah. uh, so format like, of the show? Uh, we can't, but like... Like I definitely think that the presence of the TV cameras is making them kind of show just show all their stuff because like I there's no way these people are just running these drills like every day like they're showing on this thing probably I I, I don't know you're don't you're know. calling the like, reality TV show like, liar people I feel like one at least the first guy is probably doing a lot of stuff a lot of time so you think <laughs> so, so you think guys going going on panning for gold constantly and stuff no, like that No I mean not, all right let's just go there was three people on the show. There was one guy in the middle of Montana that had a house in the middle of nowhere, like seven miles from, was it Wazoo? Whatever uh, Missoula, the, Montana. Missoula. Wazoo. Missoula, whatever. <laughs> Where is Wazoo? Wazoo's a school. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Wisconsin? I don't know. <laughs> There's anyway, no interest in Wazoo. He's in Montana, and... He is preparing for what was he preparing for? He was preparing for World War Three. World War Three, where I guess he was far enough away from nuclear explosions that he'd be okay. Well, he said he's hoping they're not going to go nuclear, but he's he's ready for anything. Yeah, he's pre- preparing That's for right, a homeland he had the invasion. But he's pretty sure the Russians or the Chinese or <laughs> yeah. both are definitely invading the United States any day now. Yeah, that's right around the corner. Right around the corner. Because he wants to get laid, so he's wait- he's waiting for. There only be six people left. That was but, really the moral of the story for him. Yeah. He got real excited when he talked about being able to repopulate the earth and reproduce with someone. Because <laughs> I don't think that is part of his normal life. He had a very I specific don't. number on that. I mean, you know, yeah. when there are six people left, <laughs> he's put a we lot of make thought. sure to procreate. Yeah, he, he put probably, a lot of thought on how many people have to be left yeah. for this. <laughs> he's like, how many people in the world is it going to take to reduce down to in order for me to get laid? Because that's what's going to have to... That's the number I need. <laughs> like six, yeah. Yeah, so then we had a second group of people 
that were preparing for the land invasion of World War Three. So after after last week's podcast, I wrote down their names. Do we want to try to get James to guess what their names were? Oh boy! Oh so I already, this is a new segment. So I already gave away oh, no. so the podcast. first one. So Wait, names of the people one. on the show? The, the the three main preppers. Oh fuck! I have no idea. <laughs> on, I know I the first one was I, Jimmy Falcons something or other. It's Jim? just Jimmy Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I just wrote down the first names. So I just had Jimmy written down. That's okay. right. But, I tried but to come up with is that really acronyms. His name, Jimmy Falcon? I couldn't come up with any acronyms. His name is actually Jimmy Falcon, <laughs> and that's he has the best name ever. Jimmy Falcon definitely wins the name game. Name Wait. acronym of the week. <laughs> if I could come up with an acronym for these names, I would. Oh, hold on. Let, or an anagram over, for these names. Uh, let's go over oh, all yeah, the people on the show first, and then, then we'll go back to the acronyms. Anagram, sorry. <laughs> we're all saying acronyms. We, no have, we have moved away from. Me- we're not talking about mega anymore. It's not acronyms. <laughs> Damn it, James. Oh man, I wasn't really paying attention. Okay, so <laughs> these people have tons of guns and lots of. Uh, they do a lot of drills to prepare themselves for the land invasion. Um, even though they got a security score of thirteen. Do, do we talk about the exploding w- raccoons yet or not? No. Yet? Well, I don't know if we've explained how the scoring system works either. Yeah. Well, There's five different cool. categories, um, and I'm going to try and remember them all there right are. now. I have them for you. I want to try to guess them. Okay, go for it. I'm going to keep you honest. Water. Yeah. Food. Mm-hmm. Security. X Factor and Shelter. Yeah. You were slightly out of order, but you did name them all correctly. Does the order matter? I mean, according to this I mean, webpage, it does. Oh, it does? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the the third person was preparing for global warming, ending the world by having lots of radio equipment and being on the top of a. I'm real excited to talk about that guy's story. So top of a hill. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, the premise of the show is these people are all kind of showing off their doomsday prep situations to these survival experts who I guess run the show and then they rate them in all those categories on a, on a scale of 1 to 20 and then they get a score out of 100 at the end of the thing. And they, I think they estimate how long they would survive for the sub- specific scenario they are prepping for. Yeah. Which is an odd facet of the show to me. Where I feel like you should just get a general survivability score and not just a, oh, you prepared for a hurricane, here's your score. No, because they're, like, they're specifically preparing for a thing. Right. right, but like, that just doesn't matter if like World War Three happens, but you were preparing for global warming. No, <laughs> so I guess what you did anyways. <laughs> no, I understand, but like you have to have a way to. I, don't, it's, I think I think that's I think why this should a, be a I standard format. A, I think it's just a general score, James. I don't think they're giving the score based on what they think is going to happen. Here, here's what I didn't really understand. Like they spend the entire time with the second group of people just going over their all their security stuff, and they got a thirteen. That last guy. Who they had one shot of his gun closet got a 19 on security. I don't know what happened yeah, there. I don't really know what's going on with the scores because the show seems to be about giving the scores, but they never actually show why they get the scores. Yeah, there's not really like a clear, like formulaic way that they got to the number they got to. And that's why it kind of seemed like the score might have been specifically for a certain scenario because if you're preparing for a hurricane, you don't need the same kind of security as if you're preparing for a land invasion of the United States. Sure. I have a second theory, is that the stories for the security person were more interesting because of the exploding animals, and they wanted to show that, oh. versus right. like just a gun closet. Well, you yeah. obviously want to show that. I mean, the second person was also... She felt like real awkward when she was talking to the camera like all the time. I felt she was about to cry. Well, she was really scared. Like She just like was obviously really upset about the potential ground invasion and like just really upset about it because like 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 her origin story was kind of weird it was like um 
like something happened and like her husband was like in Atlanta on 9/11 and then she got freaked out, and they decided to move like way out in the boonies and prepare for a ground invasion. Like, I think that was... that their cell phone stopped working for a little right. bit in nine eleven. Yeah, and that was why she was so freaked. The out. cell phone oh. networks went out. I think when they were working, or right? But like, but like the focus of their stuff isn't communications. Like the last guy, right? It's like then I would understand. It's like you, you go in this extreme direction on like always maintaining communications. Well, I think they're just they're always in their little bunker area now, so you don't have to call anyone on a cell phone because you're just all in the same yeah. spot. They're just, they're just driving those military style golf carts around with guns. Is all they're doing all day now. <laughs> we dropped the ammo box <laughs> <laughs> and given their eleven year old son all sorts of pistols and rifles. Yeah. So how oh, many? <laughs> so how many security points do you think they dropped for for ditching that ammo box accidentally during that drill? <laughs> uh, at least one. At least probably a point, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. I don't know. They the certainly point weren't was. ready for any evasion at all. They weren't no. really ready for anything. <laughs> no. I feel like you know we get Chris, Brian, and Rob to roll up to that house, and they could probably overtake them. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know whew, about that. I'm not sure where who you want to. Uh, <laughs> to go I, you house. give us you give us a tank, yeah, yeah. Then we can overrun that house. Right. Like all well, it so takes is one tank. Their, their whole drill was like, okay, we're in the house, right? And we have our guns ready to go. And we see some people coming. Everyone leave the house immediately and go outside into the woods, right? Even though their house is built to be a bunker kind of thing, yeah. To yeah, be defended. They're like, they're like, let's shoot this taxidermy <laughs> with a bomb in it versus just shooting the people. Yeah. From their house. I think they realized their flaws, though, when the squirrel bomb did not do very much damage. <laughs> They're like, maybe we should have just tried to shoot the guy. Yeah, but the raccoon. <laughs> the raccoon was pretty explosive. They're all in on raccoons. Yeah. These guys are just making IEDs all over the place. Also, I don't know if this is legal what they're doing. They're just putting these bombs out in their property. I don't know. Probably legal. <laughs> I mean, they also didn't do the Mythbusters thing. They were like, fire in the hole. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't do any of the safety precautions. Well, because the only the family follows any safety procedure. Yeah. Also, you can't yell fire in the hole because it's a sneak attack. Then you right. warn the enemy that well, they're coming. Well, I mean for the practice. Dude, practice how you play. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's why they gave that kid a loaded gun. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was really nervous. He was going to shoot that mom in the face in that drill. He was aiming that gun in her face. Yeah. No, she said to. She wanted him She's to like, aim the gun don't in hesitate. I'm like... <gasps> She was like, you hesitated. You there's can't just, do that. There's just blanks in that gun. That's fine. Oh, my God. I, I think there's real <laughs> ammo in that gun. I don't think the mom messes around. Jesus. Oh, my God. I really want that house to be in an episode of The Walking Dead now. <laughs> I want them to, like, you know, Rick and company stumble on this house with exploding raccoons. Yeah. And then the walkers show up. And do, they've got this, like, 400-pound they... bathroom door. Do <laughs> 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 you think they're walkers in the house when they come up on Dude, them? I think that well, kid is going to be a walker. <laughs> Oh, he's just gonna pop out and like fucking ah, giant kid. So this is the only episode that I've seen of the show. Like, does anybody have like any crazy backstories? Like, you know, hey, I'm prepping for the zombie apocalypse, oh, like yeah. that kind of stuff on the on here. So I've definitely seen the show before. The one episode I do remember was this great uh, knife guy. I can't remember what he's called. I just remember it was the knife guy, and his whole thing was that he didn't need ammo because, like, in the pre- in the world he was prepping for, it was like the city gets overrun. Um, obviously, there's no more money. There's no more things. Uh, all the people with guns are going to run out of ammo. And he's just going to overtake everyone with knives. And cool. so, like, when the zombies start rolling through the city, he's going to be using knives to kill all the zombies. He was talking about zombies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Specifically zombies. <laughs> um, and that you can't rely on killing zombies with ammo because, A, when you shoot something, it makes a noise, so it attracts more zombies. That's right. And you can't recover that ammunition, and you can't produce any more of it. So when everyone's a zombie... And you have all these guns, you don't have an ammo. You're just, you know, out of luck. I'm pretty sure you can still reproduce ammo. I don't know if as a single person. I mean, do you know how to make a bullet? 
Yeah, I've I've seen the Patriot. <laughs> I mean, like, how long would it take you to make an entire clip of bullets? Probably a long time. Yeah, I'll, I don't know how to get the sodium chloride. Whatever, I don't think you know how to do any of this. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not prepared. I haven't prepared <laughs> yet. Okay, but I don't think it's insurmountable to make bullets. Who wants the? Can we get a bullshit uh, poll on this? <laughs> that Chris can make a bullet. Yeah. How how but, how much time does he have to make a bullet? One week by our next episode. Bring it to the next episode. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, he's not going to do it. I don't know. I don't. It would be tough for me to get the materials to make one. Yeah, I was, in, I was in just a thinking about like, world. You're gonna get the yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, when there's zombies rolling around the streets of Seattle, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I could totally make that." Bullet well, if he now. was a prepper, yeah, clearly not, not a prepper. I'm not, definitely not a prepper. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, maybe I'll spend some time. If Walking Dead has taught me anything, it's for zombies. You need crossbows and katana swords. And that's true. what you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. And oh you yeah. Need to, you need to have zombies attached to you, but without that's jaws. Un- that's that's helpful. But the key thing is the crossbow. You just keep shooting them and just taking the bows back. And that's a foolproof plan. <laughs> yep. Foolproof? Blades that, and arrows. That's my, the beginning of end of my zombie prepper is I got my crossbow, <laughs> even though I don't actually have so, a crossbow. So, Rob, you sound like you have uh, put some thought into this, you know, zombie prep. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to you elaborate a little bit? That, that's the end of it. <laughs> that's, the, and that's the extent of the zombie prep. <laughs> the guy with the crossbow has been doing pretty good. It's true. That's, that's what I know. When uh, James and I were sitting at Rancho Bravo eating dinner, dinner on Halloween, there was a guy that walked in that had the best Shaun of the Dead costume I've ever seen. Like, he looked exactly like Simon Pegg. It was, like, total insanity. I wish I took a picture. We could have put it on the page. Drop the ball. Oh, Maybe next Halloween. Maybe next <laughs> Halloween, yeah. We'll see the same guy <laughs> at some random restaurant. Probably. Probably. Oh, so, man. the third person I also thought was kind of just, like, so prepared with his, like, communications thing. But what is he using it for right now? Like, like bullshit. How, how is he helping yeah. anyone with anything? It was very reliable. He's he, just he, annoying all of his neighbors. <laughs> like, And his dad. And his, his dad. His dad who lives down the hill. His dad is just 80 plus and retired. And all he wants to do is watch the feud. And like, <laughs> his son just won't let him. Because anytime it fucking rains, he has to go send somebody to get him and bring him to his house. Dad, yeah. Dad's watching Fast Money and the... the but he's got to be like, hey, Dad, radio, come to the radio. Dad's like, uh. Is that, what the, is that thing in the other room? Uh, what is that? Uh, What's uh, that thing making uh, the noise? And, and he, Actually, his dad seemed like a reasonable person. I don't want to give the guy The dad a hard seemed time. much more he reasonable. He seemed real reasonable. Oh, my God. Sure. It was also weird because it seemed like, and I'll, this is probably just for the benefit of the episode, but it seemed like he just installed that CB radio in his dad's thing like that day. Like yeah, that was right. weird because like he already had this insane communication system set up in his in his house, and his dad doesn't live up on the hills. Dad lives down at lower elevation, and he's, the guy's oh. just shaking his head, talking to his dad, and, you know, doing ridiculous things like that. So, so they totally made this last guy out to have like this crazy elaborate you know communication system. Was anybody else kind of like? I, I just feel like looking at it, I was not that impressed. I mean, like, it was it was a good, like, ham radio kind of... So, like, like, it was pretty... You know, if, if there was an actual emergency, sure. like, that's the kind of stuff you'd want to have, for sure. Because, like, the internet wouldn't work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, he had, like, $2,000 worth of radios. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm... I mean, like, he, he, had, was, he had... He was hating on this, aren't you? He's he was a big he, hater. He was super high elevation. He had, like, a 50-foot antenna on his house, too. Like, that's oh. a pretty good... Yeah, he's communicating around the world with that. Right, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't know a ton about radios, but I don't know. Well, well, he's helping Russia with their problems. Right, because I, I guess the he's whole thing is like... He's, he's calling back up for them. Well, he's not preparing for the world, the, the war, right? He's, so he was preparing right. for like a natural disaster or something. Yeah. 
And he had like weather satellites linked up somewhere. It seemed. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just I fail to see the true value in what he's kind of bringing. Let's I be mean, honest. But, you really didn't like it because he had Windows XP running everything. He really did. That was really <laughs> annoying. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> hey, man. He wrote all that custom software himself. Yeah. Yeah. You mean That's Notepad? Th- he was just taking notes in Notepad. Well, he 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 has some he had some ham radio software on that thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I saw a lot of Notepad and people writing stuff down. Dude, it doesn't even plug into the internet. Doesn't? There's no attack vectors. I don't on think that thing. guy has the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is insane. He, he's like, he's like, he's okay. a communications guy. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm bringing in like twenty to thirty data feeds, and I got, I got to sift through all of it, and then, and then disseminate the information. Like, <laughs> to do what? <laughs> who knows? This was this guy's daily thing. The he like legitimately neighbor to go pick up his dad because yeah. it's like I can't go. I have to be at the base of communications. <laughs> It's like, I wake up every morning, and I'm like, I got about 20. And first of all, how do you not know exactly how many data feeds you have coming in? I got about 25. What do you mean about? <laughs> you know exactly how many radios you have. I mean, I think I might have just, I, like, like, I'm pretty sure you said I have 20 data feeds. Do you think you said something like that? He definitely said about 25 <laughs> data feeds. I mean, maybe it just depends on, on the day. On the day. <laughs> and there was all this, like, emergency channels. I'm like, why don't you just, you know, go to CNN.com. It's like, oh, there's a war breakout. <laughs> Shit, I guess I should leave. <laughs> there's not some ham radio guy communicating, you know, across, like, 30 hops that's telling me there's a war. Hey, man, that's where you get the real news, not filtered by by the media. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy's backstory was also crazy. He's like, yeah, I was talking to this dude in, like, San Juan or some, I don't know, some island and he was telling me about the weather and, like, the hurricane that was going on. Then the guy's roof blows, up, blows off his house. I don't know if the guy's dead or alive. Like, why don't you, you communicate to somebody with your radios to go get that guy some help? You were just there talking to him. This was before he had all yeah, that stuff. This is why he's a prepper. Uh, yeah, this is okay. why he got all that stuff. Okay. Also, uh. it's a little difficult to, like, specifically say, like, yo, I'm trying to communicate uh, 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 here. Uh, uh. You, got, you got a mic. <laughs> <down>. uh, <laughs> it's a little bit difficult to go and say, I'm just trying to like talk to people here because like there's so many different frequencies and like right. somebody like, from that area has to be specifically listening on that right. frequency there. So, so, so you're saying there's better technology than radios. <laughs> there <laughs> is, but like you can't, like the radio is the most secure thing for a, di- a disaster. Why are you worried about security in a disaster? Well, I'm security in the sense that like it'll stay up and... Like it won't so reliability. be like, yeah, reliable. It's definitely yeah. the most reliable. Okay, right. I, I can get because, behind that. You know, he's he's run his natural gas generator. Mm-hmm. He has a natural gas well, mm-hmm. and I mean, so that radio's just gonna be working no matter what, pretty much, unless the insane windstorm takes down his giant antenna. Then it might not work that well. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds in a windstorm that antenna goes down? Like hundred percent. No. <laughs> <laughs> Depends uh, on how sturdy. Well, it is, I mean, there's I not a lot of surface area, right? Uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's about like. Thirty percent chance it falls down. Oh, okay. only thirty. I'm sure he's thought about it. I mean, it. yeah. Like, ha- if a Cat Five comes through, like that's that's probably going to be down. That's like where, where does this guy live? Like Tennessee? He's like, he's like super shit? inland. He's not worried about hurricanes. Yeah, I think he was though, in the right? Appalachian Mountains somewhere, like Tennessee, I was talking about, North Carolina, um, uh, something. Tornadoes. That oh, is not. Yeah. That's not. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> just joking. <laughs> <at all. laughs> yeah. that's, that's not. It's the wrong scale for that. I What's, What's the tornado scale? scale? F scale is it? Clap? It's like an F one or something. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know the. It's called From, something. I, I haven't seen Twister in a while. I forgot. Yeah, categories are for hurricanes. We should watch the Twister. F scale is yeah, sure. <laughs> for the podcast, just in general. I, just in general, after this podcast over, it's true. I like that movie. Yo, cue it up. <laughs> What's your favorite part of Twister? I like when the cows are flying around in the tornado. Yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the best part is when they're tied to the pipes and they're in the middle of the. Yeah, it's pretty cool too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the best part. 
All right, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 Should we talk about the fact that he's freaked out about this rainstorm and they're showing the rain and it's like barely drizzling? Yeah, oh I, think, I think it was more of a drill. The oh, it, it was it did not seem like a drill. It seemed like he was super concerned about this rain. He was calling his dad, he, and his dad was just watching the prices right. Not the the sequence where he's trying to navigate his neighbor down the hill and trying to get him on all these they're, they're using all these paper maps and trying to get him all these weird alternate routes down the hill. Like was insanity, yeah. and then like there's like a road down the hill. It was off road. Next thing in you, the mud. Next thing you know, dude's off roading it. <laughs> like, yeah, you got to be prepared. What if the what if it's flooded? You got to go the around, around the other way. Oh so, so you think it was a drill? I think it was a drill. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that guy has the road navigation skills required for the job. His neighbor? No, the guy, the main guy. I don't know if he has any of the skills required for this job. It seems like his system is so complicated that it right. cannot possibly work. Like, it's so complicated. I mean, you gotta take the data from the feeds <laughs> yeah. and then inseminate. <laughs> I mean, like, that. how does he sit through all that data? I don't, I don't know. know. He's he's how one sit there. He's like Bradley Cooper in Limitless. <laughs> 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 oh, man. He sees all the data, parses it. I feel like, I feel like every- he, he could do something better with his abilities then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, I feel debatable. like he just needs to update his abilities. Like, he clearly has a good understanding of the communication space. Like, he just needs to, like, you know, that's that's good foundations. You know, just adapt to some of the new stuff. And, you like know, taxidermying. No, I feel like he should IDs. be, like, you know, and, like, computer communications and, like, networks and things like that. Yeah, well, I mean, he had Windows 8. Go he was good to go. Why even bother? I don't know. He could build it better. Well, well, <laughs> well why even bother? Then he's, the, the internet is his crutch. I don't know. He's got this whole system, and it just is super complicated, to Harrison's point. And I just don't see it working. You want him to like learn some machine learning so he can you can pull all the information in and well, disseminate it without him? Is that he doesn't he just needs to learn how to write like, you know, a three line script to do that. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just it's super unnecessary. See, like the like the reason it seems so ridiculous is because they're showing off this scenario in like current non disaster times. Like maybe some of this stuff works a bit better if shit's just broken down. Yeah. But like all this stuff is really unnecessary in this. Like people have fucking push notifications on their phone that can tell them when there's severe weather they don't need this dude with his rig trying to figure it out why do you think the data is going to be old like by the time that that guy gets the data the tornado's already gone through town and dude's like hey guys there's gonna be a tornado oh never mind i don't know i mean like that (laughs) that day is pretty fresh like he probably gets it straight from like the national weather service or whatever probably i mean he, he might have his own weather right like thing on his house you think he's just like popping these things like all over his area yeah why not? Actually, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. These people I mean, are crazy. He, 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 he doesn't have else to do. <laughs> no, he has to sit through all the data, remember? <laughs> no. Who's going to do that? Do uh, you think he has one of those machines that they have in Twister that can measure the tornado? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully he's no. got the like little ball things that yeah, that's what opens I, it. Yeah. That's oh, what I'm okay. saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like weather. Oh, like no, like in the movie Twister where they have to roll that thing into the tornado. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> He's, he's not outside chasing tornadoes. He's in his house getting run over by the tornado. But but does he have his neighbors go chase tornadoes for him while he stays in the command center? <laughs> oh, it's coming this way. It's coming he this can't way. leave. He cannot leave. He's he's the linchpin of the whole thing. If he, he leaves, he everything off, falls apart. He comes off the primary. Was that it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. he because he's, he, the he's like spoke. yeah, he's like he's the primary on the call tree. So he starts it, and then it goes down to all of the people who are. Super fucking annoyed with this whole thing. Yeah, all his neighbors and friends, and oh my god, no, no one else in that whole segment seemed happy about what was going on. Like, they were all like, all. Oh, "Okay, yeah, yeah." I feel like when every time the the cameras show up to one of these places, 
they tell them, hey, I want you to do a drill for scenario that you think is going to like end the world or whatever. Right. It seems right. like that's happened every for each three of these. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like, you know, it's kind of, hey, show us what you got. And we'll give you a score. The uh, on the uh, scoring thing, I really think they could have benefited from having some on camera interviews with some real like survival experts who kind of break down how they're doing in those categories because they kind of have like the voiceover. But like, I want like a named like survival expert who kind of gets on the camera and talks about it. You know, yeah, yeah like a bear grills, like you come yeah, in and be sure. like something like that. Yeah, that would they, yeah. they're not really all that ready for what they think they're ready for, so we're giving them a thirteen. Or like, how about like this? a tank just rolls up, then they're dead. How about this? Sorry, go, go for it, Brian. I, I don't even care if like it's an expert. Just let me have some context for those damn numbers. Yeah, that too. But here's here's what I actually want. So I want this whole shit to work like it does, and then it turns into like extreme home makeover, doomsday preppers edition, and they fucking <laughs> pimp their shelter. Like that's that would, what I want. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. What if the guy who gave the scores was the Rock? And The Rock is just explaining why they got these scores. That'd be great. I feel like that would Instantly take show ten times better. Either The Rock or Exhibit, because then, yeah. then, <laughs> I mean, then you can work in the Pit My Ride stuff. Can we get some Mayhem? <laughs> I think Mayhem would be better. Oh, man. Oh, no. 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 I, I also Somebody don't would fucking shoot him is what's going to happen. <laughs> I don't want The Rock to waste his time on the show. Okay. Like, He's got better th- there's things There's better shows for The Rock. The Rock has infinite bandwidth. He can do everything. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> that, that's not how things work. What? Yeah, but I feel like the Rock just shows up and is like, "Okay, what you got?" And it's just you know hand to hand combat drills. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the, he's it, like, "Oh, you got a gun? Good, now you don't." <laughs> the Rock is taking out the exploding raccoons. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like bites the head off the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So so I feel like of the three people, the dude who I kind of believe is prepared the most is the first guy. Like it seems like he actually is pretty self-sustainable because like he's not living in society at all right now he's just by himself in the woods yeah and, like sometimes he goes to the grocery store and tries to pay with gold flakes like an <laughs> idiot <laughs> like, um i don't know well, clearly, how did he pay for that gro- those groceries yeah, I- i'm he sure he tried has... to pay with gold and she did not accept the gold i'm sure but he has then, a credit card or something for the show, how does he get money uh, i think the show just made him look <laughs> a little dumb <laughs> he sells the gold he's actually selling the gold. he's hoarding the gold for no, the you future can, yeah he should be holding it right he's hoarding and yeah. selling the gold does he sell it online? Who does he sell it to? Why would the he sell cash it? Cash for Gold store. Cashforgold.com. No, he doesn't want the cash. That's why he's prepping. No, he wants the cash to buy the groceries. So in that town yeah, I don't where know. he goes does to the grocery store, there's down? also a cash He has for some gold walking store. around money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, he has some walking around money. Look, the government pays him because he's unemployable. And that's how that's how he gets his money. Yeah. He's on he's on uh, he was food stamps. A, he was retired. Is he like retired military or something like that? Maybe he's like a mili- got like a military pension. Uh, I feel like mm. he was retired military. Maybe I know the last guy was. The last maybe, guy was an officer maybe in the army. Social security, maybe. I forget about the first yeah, guy. Yeah, like I'm sure that probably some kind of government assistance. How does the mailman get up there? I don't think that guy's getting mail. How's he get his check? Here, here's here's one of the here's he's got a PO box, Brian. <laughs> here's kind of why I question one of the choices. Like, like I understand why to isolate yourself from people and civilizations so you don't get fucked up by the nuclear stuff, like all that kind of stuff, right? But like. He picked one of the harshest environments possible to put, do his survival thing in. Like, it gets to 50 below in this place where he is. Like, why Why wouldn't he go because, and pick somewhere that's a little bit more palatable? Because zombies can't survive in the extreme cold. That's he true. wasn't worried about the zombies. <laughs> He's worried about the, chi- the, the Chinese. He just didn't want to sound crazy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, he failed immediately. <laughs> In the uh, first 30 seconds of the show. So, like, he's at a place where no one wants to be. No one really wants to go to. So he's pretty safe. 
But he's making it significantly harder on himself to survive there. Yeah, well, on your government pension, you're not buying a house in Boca Raton, okay? You're buying a house in the middle of I'm not saying he's going to be in Boca Raton, but there are places that are not as cold as that that are more isolated. Like, that, well, the, like, the like, snow was also one of the elements of his renewable water. Because there was snow melting off the roof and he was capturing it. Well, yeah. I mean, also you can melt snow in general. What? Wait, snow? Snow's you water? Can, you can melt snow? What? <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. It's not just coming off his roof. <laughs> yeah, but like that was what they showed. They showed him like capturing all the water right, in the barrel off the roof. Of yeah. Well, uh, you also catch rainwater. Like, yeah, all yeah. kinds of water. It's also in the woods. Like, There's decent game around. He can hunt. I mean, there are other places that are woods that aren't 50 below is my only point. Like, there are also other places know. with snow that aren't 50 below. I don't know. What was that? There's, like, one show. Oh, this is probably just thought of the show for this show. <laughs> There's a show. I think it's called, like, Surviving on the Lake or something. Have you, have you heard of the show? It's no. something crazy where, like, basically these people um, don't want to, like, uh, live or belong to any one country. So they go out in, like, this, like, lake. It's, like, off of, like, one of the, like, Alaska or, like, Canadian, like, lakes or something. It's, like, <laughs> off, like, the mainland of, like, the states. Um, and so the, the catches, they are not allowed to be tied up to any part of the mainland. So they have to be anchored out in this lake. And it's something crazy, like, you know, minus 30, 40 degrees because it's in, like, Alaska um, in the winter. And they have to, like, survive the winters on this lake and live in this, like, houseboat on a lake. Why? Because they don't want to, like, pay taxes and, like, deal with the government and shit, man. James, what do you do <laughs> with your spare time? <laughs> Apparently watch dumb shows. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Hence I mean, this podcast. I mean, you got to have something to put on the background when you're working. The show was just, you know, this is the sh- this is the purpose of the thing. When you're flipping through the TV and you see these ridiculous shows, you have to watch them. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. It's just because you don't have cable. You just turn the TV off and you do other things. You can't turn the TV off. Just no. like you know, there are books. How are you going to become a zombie if you turn the TV off? I don't. What? <laughs> I'll understand what that meant. Okay. All right. <laughs> got him. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, do we have anything else to discuss with this terrible show? Do you want to go to drinking games? You know, some drinking rules here. Rob, what do you got? What do you got for me here? I actually wrote down a few drinking rules for this one. Whoa, whoa! You you wrote no? You took notes? I took a few notes this time. Not not my usual style, but uh, I wrote down. So on the show, they'll sometimes pop up random survival facts on the screen based on what they're talking about. So I was like, every time they pop up a random survival fact on the screen, you should take a drink. That's a good one. I wrote down, every time there's a shout-out to World War Three or 9-11, you should take a drink. <laughs> Great. Sure. And I wrote down, every time someone cocks a gun. God, I was oh, going to wow. say, <laughs> I was going to say, every time somebody pumps a shotgun, I feel t- like everyone take a shot. Yeah, it does, like, you know, you have to do a shot, right? Everyone yeah, like, li- like, literally every time they show the guns, it's just something going... And just pumping the shotgun. Yeah. There's a lot of shotguns. Yeah. Everyone's got a shotgun. A lot of shotguns and a lot of rifles. This is a pretty popular well, the, weapon the choice. The first guy only had a pistol, though. Well, the kid had a pistol, too. <laughs> and Everybody had pistols. <laughs> that kid had a massive pistol. What were the... Yeah. That mother is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, making her 11-year-old son go through, like, survival training, like... Yep. And, well, anyway. He was loving it, though. He wasn't loving it. Oh, he, he was like he, he was, was like, so excited about his life. He was like, "Yeah, well, so, so there's some shots that he looked really excited, but then like right after that drill, he's like, "Yeah, I don't know. My mom makes me do this like once a week. I guess it's okay." Like he says something like that. <laughs> like, I was scary. really excited to see the explosions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you be yeah. at eleven? 
Yes. Not right now. He's sweet. <laughs> I would totally go. If one of you guys had an exploding raccoon, we're going outside <laughs> to shoot that thing off right now. Well, I mean, if Chris can, you know, make a bullet by next week, then, you know, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, the clock's ticking, Chris. <laughs> challenge has not been accepted. Um, <laughs> I think anytime they get a, a score below 13, you sh- 13 or below, you should drink. I have one. one. Categories. How about anytime somebody breaks some common sense safety rule? Such as? Giving your 11-year-old son a gun. And telling him to point in your face. And don't (laughs) hesitate. (laughs) Homemade explosives, like guns lying around. Like, there's a lot of stuff that just could probably kill your family that's not a goddamn natural disaster. What about every time you're horrible to your family in some way? It's like you get your kid to point a gun at you or you won't stop bugging your dad who's just trying (laughs) to watch TV. You won't let your dad watch family. Every time your insanity like inconveniences another person. (laughs) So the first guy's doing pretty well in these categories. He's not bothering anybody but his cats. No, that guy's doing great. That cat's loving it. See how fat the cat cat was? That cat was pretty fat. Cat training did not go well. You guys remember that time that that guy took that... The, b- the bath in that bathtub that was heated by the smokehouse. That was weird. Oh, <laughs> totally that was a hot tub. That guy made a hot tub. That was great. That guy was just being smart. Essentially, he had this smokehouse, and like he kind of creates the smoke by, with his fire, his, his wood. And, like, to make jerky, right? To yeah, make jerky. jerky. And like, like we're kind of looking at him like, like, is that a bathtub that he's kind of lighting that thing with? And the next thing you know, dude's taking off his clothes and taking a hot bath like, outside his smokehouse. In the snow. In the snow. You, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta I mean do. hot tub outside with snow around is pretty great. As I've learned from my last trip to Whistler. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have that dude on this podcast. I just wanna I just wanna hear this guy talk. Do you think he has a Twitter account? I don't know, but we're gonna find out. We will, yeah. Jimmy Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. We we need something for like that guy. We need something for the first half. Like uh, Like part of the drinking world? Well the, he did mention World War Three, so there's that. All right, I, I guess we can leave the drinking. What about there. a general drinking rule? Anytime somebody does something with an animal, it doesn't just make any sense. <laughs> like, mean, such like, as bringing your cat into the grocery store, <laughs> or relying on your cats to hunt for you. <laughs> yeah, trying do, to do, hunt the, do the animal bombs count? The animal bombs? Oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like an exploding raccoon. Mm. But I mean, it's not the animal's fault at that point. It doesn't matter. It's okay. still counts. making your animal do something ridiculous. <laughs> sure, sure. How I about, guess I was thinking more pet line, but okay. How about how about chug the entire time each person is giving their really creepy intro story? <laughs> I like that one. That's, that's a good pretty one. good. You've got to be paying attention to that, though. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking like, Can you not word. pay attention and drink at the same time? No. One thing at a time. So you can't drink while you think? Nope. It's either drinking or thinking. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Should there be an over-under rule for, like, the final score? Like, if they get over X, they have to start doing shots. Under this, they have to do, like... Yeah. Well, I think if somebody there. gets over a 9, you have to, like, party with them, right? Because they obviously killed it. <laughs> no, you Hold go over there, they're going to kill you. <laughs> for property. So if they get over a night and now you're just going to go visit them and start partying with them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should party how you think they would party. Not at all. I don't wa- know. That's wasting resources, James. Yeah, they didn't explain that, right? That, that that first guy definitely had a booze like stash in that cave, probably in his nuclear bug out <laughs> location. Purely medicinal. <laughs> <laughs> As in, they drink your sorrows away it's for cirrhosis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that guy probably like distills his own liquor. Like it seems like that's Fair. like a mountain kind of thing to do. Well, he doesn't. He can't afford. That's true. I guess He's- all of his money goes into the doomsday prepping. Yeah, the f- years worth of food he has. Yep. yep. 
So, so is anyone you know really eager to begin their life as a doomsday prepper now after the show? No. Uh, if I, I would if I don't have to be on that show. Isn't that like the the goal though? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to totally bet my whole life that society doesn't fall and yeah. just enjoy my life until it does fall, and then I'm screwed. That seems like a great plan because these people spend their entire lives obsessing about this stuff, and it becomes their life. I feel like it's crazy when these people move away, move away from their life yep. to some other place because they think that society is going to just crash. That first dude's been living in the wilderness by himself for 25 years. Yeah, well, that's fine. I, like, he just did that. No, he didn't. He moved there when he thought World War III was happening. That's the reason he moved out there. So, I so feel like I that feel guy like has that's... generally the better life of all of the other people on the show, though. I don't that's know, true. man. He's... Now, the radio guy seemed pretty normal. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Actually, normal. Radio guy normal. is loving his life, and everyone around him is hating their life. <laughs> That's true. Everyone hates that guy. He's he seemed the most normal. I got a, I got a question about guy in the woods. How does he Jimmy get Falcon. on the show? Like, does he watch it on TV and be like, "I want to be on this show," or does someone in the town be like, "Producers, you should go up, drive an hour away, and find this crazy guy"? Like, it's probably that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's you know that when he went to the grocery store, that like clerk in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he was trying to barter gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that guy yeah. definitely does not have the internet. <laughs> he had a computer in the background. I don't know what he's doing with that though. Porn. <laughs> he definitely has the internet. He needs. He has gigapoints of porn on that computer. <laughs> you got to prepare. It's true. Until there's only six people left. Maybe he watches Doomsday Preppers on Hulu then. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he knew about the show. I was actually curious if that guy was off the grid or what, because he's, he's pretty far out there. Well, he's got to not have power coming in, right? Um, they didn't I, really explain that. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, it seems like he wouldn't because he's all about wood and burning wood. <laughs> I got an unlimited supply of wood. You mean <laughs> he has a the, the forest around you? Okay. <laughs> he has a wood generator. It's true. He runs on wood. <laughs> guy was a real woodsman. <laughs> he has an unlimited supply of wood, and he wants you to know it. <laughs> he want he wants those six people at the end of the world to know it. It's true. So, like, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ignore all your comments. Uh, the show does itself a disservice by having three people. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they go a lot more into like, all right, this is why they got a 13. And this is like, well, you could do better. Like there just seems to be like so much. They try to do way too much. So I have to agree that they were kind of light on the score explanation, but I feel like it was the right amount of content. I feel like spending any longer on any one of those people, I would have started to get kind of bored. Like there was some of those people I'm like, all right, can we move on to the next people? I mean, that's what I thought from the very first minute. But, <laughs> like, it's just hard to tell, like, the random scores, like, how how can you, like, all right, so he did this. Is that a good thing to do? Is that a bad thing to do? I don't, like, you still don't know. I, yeah, like, it feels like it was lacking, like, the expert sort of opinion or background, right? Like, oh, what's the specialist in, like, you know, World War Three prep or something? Like, whatever, right? Or, like, the security dude or something. Because I feel like there are shows that have those people, and those are a little bit better. Yeah, so, like, I think we've talked about, like, The Colony before on this show, but, like, that's actually a really good one that kind of has, like, experts and that kind of stuff that, like, on camera, like, explain, you know, hey... The colonists are doing this security thing. That's really good because, like, you know, th- whatever. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot mm-hmm. better about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they would kind of explain. And, like, I mean, the other thing I remember about that show is that, like, you know, if they were trying to, 
you know, devise a way to make something, they would kind of break down their design afterwards and be like, oh, this is why this is a good design or this is the you know, like, potential problems with the design, et cetera. Um, and like show you the inefficiencies, et cetera. It's just, I don't know. It seemed like this show was just lacking any sort of like explanation about anything. It was like, well, this is what these guys are doing. Here's yeah, some numbers. It was more, it was more just like, Hey, look at these crazy people and not like, you know, Hey, that, that's what I get. It's yeah. like, these are the crazy people. This is what they're really crazy about. And here's some numbers that we came up with, but didn't really tell you how they got them, how I mean, we got them. It's just to keep it like somewhat factual or like, cause like most TV channels now are just like, Oh, we want to get people in watching this TV show. But if it's like a sh- uh, network like discovery, they need to keep it somewhat educational too, or try to, but yeah. I feel They're like it was actually the opposite job. of education. Yeah. Like yeah. it seems like it was centered too much on crazy people, not enough on like, you know, but all they need is that little, those little numbers at the end. They're like, Oh, it's still educational. It's teaching you like about sure. surviving. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess the difference between this and this show on Bravo is the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now I'm just imagining the show on Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. good. Oh, I, no. I was complaining about the recap. <laughs> it's because oh, the Bravo. Oh man. So this do you think so Patty worried. could hook guy number one up? <laughs> 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 like, what, what do you think the first thing she does to that guy? Does he have enough gold to be a millionaire? <laughs> he might. Who knows? Oh, man. Doomsday matchmaker. <laughs> that would be super good, man. I would watch <laughs> no, the would shit out of that so show. Bad. Oh, my God. It would be terrible. Harrison, what do you mean? tell me what show you would not watch. Like it, it, like in general, <laughs> keep me like I would watch the shit out of that, yeah. and it's just like some mundane thing. Like I would not watch that. So, so, so you wouldn't watch the woman from Millionaire Matchmaker try to set that first guy up with a date? <laughs> no, you wouldn't watch that. No, it's gonna be just like the lo- Millionaire Matchmaker. No, it wouldn't no. man. Just like <laughs> no way. Socially <laughs> awkward, trying to go out with normal people. That's be- the exact show you just watched. <laughs> it would be so different. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> How is it any different? Now they smell bad. <laughs> oh no! Like no, he took like, a bath. Uh, he took a bath. Because <laughs> he took a bath outdoors like, in the hot tub. Because at least the people on Millionaire Matchmaker have talked to somebody in the last twenty-five years, <laughs> and that, that that weren't cats. He seemed to have a good conversation with that cashier. Yeah, the <laughs> of went real smooth. Look, the, the guy in Millionaire Matchmaker, the episode we watched, just was socially awkward. Didn't know how to talk to anyone, let alone women. Like, how is that any different than that guy in the woods? The guy has it's a just, crazy good beard. Yeah, it's, just, it's just different. <laughs> like, he's just, like, he just older, has, has, like, not as pretty as the other guy. Like, he's still just as socially as awkward. awkward. I mean, I think he just has a different set of issues that it would be fun to see worked through on, yeah, a, on a show. Yeah, unworkable issues. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Patty would, would. Would you rather see this guy on Dating Naked? Nope. No. <laughs> not at all. Man. But this would, guy would not be out of place in Utopia. He could fit right in, in Utopia. But would Patty try to set him up with one of her employees? <laughs> like, hey, this guy's you gotta, you gotta probably think. the only one that she could get to go yeah. on a date with a guy. She would just try to convince one of her employees that she has a thing for the guy. Hey, I think you have a thing for this guy. No, you do. I could see it. You have a thing for this guy. We're gonna you're going right now, you're going on a date. Hey, you <laughs> like gold, it. right? Yeah, this guy's some gold. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you check him out? What do you What do you think Patty would think of this guy's house? She'd love it. <laughs> I'm in the Montana ghetto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna get eaten I, by a bear out here? I yeah, didn't I realize totally there was a ghetto in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. I think on that note, uh, next week. Uh, Hold on. 
So we should go around and see if people would recommend that you watch this show. Is that a segment we're gonna add? That that's a new segment that we're making right now. You have to, you have Actually, to intro the segment before we get to that. I feel like Rob had a segment that we kind of segued away from earlier. That <laughs> oh, we should get back to fair. <laughs> so we're getting back to the Ken James remember people's names segment. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> all right, hey, I challenge all of you to remember anyone's name on the show. That's not the first guy, Jimmy Falcon. Yeah, not the first guy. <laughs> I just keep thinking name. that like they gave him a fake name to like spoof off of Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he gave himself a fake name. Maybe. Yeah, you think he wants you, he doesn't want you to know what his real name. That's yeah. true. Right. He, was, he was Rusty Shackelford. <laughs> the most he wasn't preparing for the alien invasion though, so the most disappointing thing was that he, Jimmy Falcon did not have a Falcon. Yeah. That's true. Big miss. <laughs> <laughs> just give that guy a Falcon, why not? Do you think it's worth the second people gave away their Exploding raccoon secrets, but now the they were giving away <laughs> all their secrets. They're just like, "Hey, here's our secret safe room with the secret escape door, something that no one knows about. Here's the secret compartment where our son hides if the people come in." Like they were, they were giving away all their secrets. The raccoons are out of the picture though, because they were like, "Well, this doesn't work." Uh, no, no, the, no, the raccoons are in the mix. The squirrels are out of the picture. Oh, the squirrels. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, James. What was the second girl's? The second person. What was her name? Well, you have to give it to me in an anagram, I think. That's how the game works, right? Great. I don't know if I can make this into an anagram. I'm Do we have a napkin? <laughs> <laughs> Chris is checking out. He's, he's taking a look. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it can't be done. <laughs> this, this segment might not work if we don't have anagrams. I don't know. Okay. Because right. okay. I clearly don't remember the names. <laughs> so, like, there's not really a whole lot of fun. All, all right. All right. It starts with a K. Can Kim. No. It doesn't start Christine. with Christine. <laughs> no, Carrie. That's the cat's name. Oh, <laughs> the cat's name? I'm asking him this person's name. Sir Pounce. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. The cat's name was what? Kinky? Kiki. Kinky. Kinky the cat. <laughs> well, well, that could well. something new to add to this show. I mean, that guy needs some companionship when he's in, in the woods. All right, so okay. the girl, I'm not saying he's having sex with cats, but he might be having sex with cats. You guys just pull a plug in the segment and you say the name. <laughs> like, no. I yeah. feel like that's just what, once you cross the bestiality territory. I feel like this oh no! Our oh, shows. All right, just give the name. I so guess. the 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 woman was Cindy, and then weather guy was Rod. Rod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do with those. I was like, Rod could be door. Door. But then no. it's like with only one O. You are. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really bad if you couldn't get that one. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should have done. Right. Door with only one <laughs> O. Can you come up with that? Oh, no, that's what we need to do. It's like, all right. Next uh, time, next so time. the next segment, I guess, is would you recommend the show? Harrison, would you, would you recommend the show? That was a heave. Yeah, so I guess I'd recommend watching this uh i mean if you don't really have anything else going on like maybe like you're working i'd put it on the background like i definitely wouldn't wouldn't pay for it like anything beyond your regular hulu or netflix subscription or anything like that but so like if this is on or dating naked which one would you put put on i mean i guess i would watch this one just because it seems like dating naked gets old kind of fast i mean i haven't really seen enough episodes of this to understand if it really gets old but i think that i don't know so you'd rather watch crazy people versus Somewhat naked people versus crazy people? naked people. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, if he wants naked people, he just put on porn. That's true. 
I mean, I do watch a lot of porn in the background when I'm working. <laughs> it helps me well, focus. <laughs> you could be hard at work. Get it? <laughs> oh, no. Rim shot. <laughs> cue the drums. Yo, cue the drums. <laughs> this is when we need the soundboard. Yeah. We got to get a soundboard soon. You just Some need point. two sounds in that. The drum sound and the air horn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, James. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, so I, you know, I thought the show was entertaining. Um, it's not the show that, you know, I think needs your full attention, uh, but it's entertaining. And, you know, if you stumble across it, it's a good watch. B-Rai? Well, if you're looking for some crazy people to watch with an interesting backstory, go for it. But but what if I just want to watch crazy people? Then go watch Hoarders, and you should probably reevaluate your life. Okay. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, Rob? I don't know if I'd recommend it or not recommend it, because like, I compared to like Tool Academy, where as soon as the episode ends, like I can't wait to watch more of that show, and I don't get that vibe. But like, it was good for one episode. I wonder if it gets kind of old, but for like, it was pretty entertaining for one episode. It is a thing that exists. <laughs> it is a thing that exists. This is a show that is on TV. Correct. What? All right, uh, the show is pretty terrible. It falls into many reality show annoyances with re- annoying recaps, not explaining anything, and just showing the craziest of everyone. Um, so I'm going to go this on the negatory do not watch list. Is there any show that we've done that you would recommend that people watch? Like maybe Married at First Sight? I, I, I actually would recommend Married at First Sight. I've actually watched quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit from uh, Chris has been binge-watching like, Married at First Sight. Like, I, I really enjoyed that. I felt like I was watching a documentary about real people, whereas a lot of these shows, I don't feel like that's it at all. Like, I don't think these are real people, or if they are, they're very characters of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, however, saying that uh, later in that series... I'll, they do do a lot of the reality show, hey, watch this thing because this might happen, but they're just showing you the little details over and over again or like what may seem like something's going to happen. Like at the end, like towards that show, it's like five weeks or you decide if they want to get married, like divorced. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things in that show that happen that um, they're like, oh, they could be get divorced. They could not get a divorce. Whereas like if I was just watching documentary, I felt like. I would know already. Like, I wouldn't have to wait. Right. And I feel like you kind of knew. And then at some point, the editing made it seem like they were they, they stopped kind of showing you right. the real stuff anymore because then you would already know what their answers would be. Right. right. I mean, it's obviously it has keep, to be cut in kind of a way to keep, to keep you, you watching. Yeah. Like, I think there's like eight or nine episodes. Like, they could have easily gotten that back down to like four or five if they mm-hmm. – but they were apparently just trying to fill. So, I don't know. I can't imagine the second season being as good as the first season either. So, sure, uh, that was just long on a show we're not no, really no. talking about. <laughs> so, um, ne- well, we need a, we need another update on another show that we've uh, watched. Yeah, before. since we're on updates, does the anyone want to give uh, the Utopia update? I mean, I feel like we I have the guy, like, so I can talk about it for a second. So, we've kind of long speculated what would happen if Utopia got canceled. You know, would those people still just be living on a farm just with no one recording them for the next year? <laughs> that would uh, still be great. <laughs> which would be amazing because yeah. they're like forced to because of their contract. Just giving yoga lessons still. <laughs> yeah, like for 30 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, but we found out the answer because uh, Fox is canceling Utopia. It's done. They're pulling the plug on it. Production's over. Everyone's going home. Uh, apparently, Shock. 
Everyone's so shocked. Uh, it was getting terrible ratings, and I guess that they had reduced the number of days that it was on per week already, and it still wasn't working out, so now the show's just full-on canceled. Yeah, I think we had an update on that. Yeah, so what happened to the people? They bust them out of there? Yeah, they all just they sent them home. Uh, like, I think that they said that... that like, like, I'm not sure if it's shut down yet, but they're shutting it down soon. Like, they give the time when, like, the live stream is going to cut off and stuff. I think it's November 7th, I think, is the last show. Yeah. So, tune in for that. Or not. Or probably not. <laughs> I do kind of want to see the Fox crew, like, invading, maybe tearing it down. Or do you think they're just going to, like, shut off the feeds before everybody comes in? I think they're going to burn the set to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> With all the people. That'd be kind of great if, like, the final episode of Utopia was just, like, fake army storms Utopia. That'd be really funny if they just made up, like, like an in-world reason why it shut down and not just, like, or ratings. we talked about Walking Dead earlier. They just, like, stage a zombie raid on Utopia. <laughs> that would be amazing. Until, oh, that might actually bring the show back. Right. <laughs> until, I mean, until Red really like kills somebody. D- didn't he leave? Or is yeah, he still yeah, there? Yeah, he's gone. So, you know, if Fox is listening, you know, you can still do it. There's still time. I would <laughs> let us write and produce the last episode of Utopia. If anyone from Utopia is listening. We could probably transition it right to a movie after that, too, I think. Next summer. Sure. Maybe, well, we'll need a year to shoot. Maybe in the following summer. A summer year? 2016. Why were we <laughs> shooting for a year? <laughs> I wouldn't you can't worry rush about these it. things. There's, there's a lot of proposed. We already have like three months of footage. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of technical difficulties. Here's here here's the here's the fatal flaw with Utopia. I think, and there's there's a lot of them. But here's the fatal flaw: the entire idea of the thing is for them to produce this utopian society where they're all living together in peace and harmony. And the problem is is that that doesn't make for good reality television. So basically, when they kind of have these conflicts and they're voting all the interesting, conflicty people off of the show, it's just becoming less and less interesting. Like, the first two people to go were the Utopia State of Freedom people, who are the most interesting people on the show. So as it progresses, it just gets more and more boring. Yeah, it's, it's just the lawyer dude being yeah. all boring. boring-y. Yeah. The weird thing is that this show was successful somewhere, and that's why they decided to bring it stateside. It was based on the hit Danish format. <laughs> yeah, so like, how, how is it successful there and not here? I don't know because the, the Danish. <laughs> Please analyze this for me. Yeah, I, I feel like as we brought up in the show is like I want to see this utopia versus another utopia to do something. Like there's just no impetus. There's just 15 people that can't cooperate with each other that don't have to. They're there just are, in the same space. Yeah. There are no stakes at all. There's no prize. They can leave whenever they want to, and they get replaced by some random person. Like there are zero stakes in that show, so like it doesn't make you want to care about it at all. Yep. So, so the only thing you have to lean on is the interesting people who quickly went away. All right. I, I like whatever article I read about it. They just called it the real world in the middle of nowhere that nobody cares about. With less interesting people, <laughs> yeah. Right, because the people just aren't as crazy. I think even the real world had you know some level of competition and shit happening, right? I think that they were just living together in a house. Just a house. Well, there was, there, was like, there was like the real world road rules challenge, right? which was kind crew. of a competitive yeah, sort of thing, yeah. Of. Which Anyways. we should watch. Oh God! <laughs> wow. I, I right. should have brought that up. Damn All right, it. next week we're gonna watch Bar Rescue. Uh, James, you want to give us the description and what episode we're gonna be watching? Do you have that? I do not have which episode we're gonna be watching, but I okay. do have the descriptive. All right, so we narrative. don't know what episode we're gonna be watching. Just to we'll keep your eye on, on the Facebook. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll post. All right, it. give us the description there, James. All right, a well-run bar can be a money-making machine, but a poorly run one can be one owner's worst nightmare. Bar Rescue a, is a docu-reality series 
featuring veteran nightlife expert John Taffer. Nightclub Hall of Fame member, John Taffer. <laughs> oh, my God. As he Ooh. seeks to revamp and rescue bars on the brink, Taffer and his dream team of industry experts understand the science behind a bar's success and spare no details in their rescue, tackling everything from the perfect pour to the height of the bar stools. So here's what I want to do in the off week. I want to get in touch with the Nightclub Hall of Fame people and try to get them on the podcast to explain why John Taffer's in the Nightclub Hall of the Fame. The Nightclub Hall of Fame He people, invented the Night of Hall, the, like, Hall of Fame. The random people that put that website together? Yeah. 100%. It's like, isn't it like John Taffer, like Lil Wayne? No, it was, li- and- no, it, no, it was, it was Lil John. Oh, Lil John. Because, so many clubs. because the, because of the abundance of club bangers that that guy's produced. Oh, man. So he's in the Hall of Fame all right, now. All right, guys. I bet the people who made that website are available, actually. This is the most realistic person we've Exactly. That's why I'm saying we show. could probably get these guys. All right. We'll, we'll talk more about Pirates. It's, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm and if you want to know what we're talking about, there's a Google the real, the, Whatever. Anyway, the, the Real Housewives of Hall- New Jersey. No, no, it was no. Nightclub Hall of Fame. Nightclub Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Trying to get out, but I forgot. Yeah. So you can follow us and find out which episode we're watching at uh, Facebook.com/slash Who Put This On, and you can follow us at Twitter at at Who Put This On, and you can email us questions at Who Put This On at Gmail dot com. Uh, Harrison, you got any plugs? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Harrison Hoffman. James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KaneJ3. Brian? Uh, I guess you can find me on Twitter at MonkeySuck. <laughs> Great handle. Solid handle. Can you, can you explain your Twitter name are there, for the audience? Are there two S's? Yes, there's two S's, and the words are separated by um, an underscore. Okay. But, no one's going to be able to find you. I mean, I guarantee you, like, search for MonkeySuck. Like, this is going to come up. <laughs> like, it's pretty unique. <laughs> I feel like you have a dark personal backstory around monkeys. Yeah, we need Should a backstory here. Should we have a nice like, slow pan in of your face <laughs> while you explain? Well, where's your beers? You got to be drinking while I tell the story. Oh, man. man. All right, get them ready. <laughs> Line them up. Nah, there's no story. I think I was just like pissed off at like some other player online or some some other person. I just pissed off and- monkeys. <laughs> so, 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 so you're like Bob Sucks in Bob's Burgers. Yeah. You're like, you're like uh, Jimmy, what's it? Jimmy Pesto. Jimmy Pesto. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I agree. I made that just out of spite for that person and it stuck. <laughs> All right, Rob, you got any plugs? I'm on Twitter at Rob Kitts. All right. You can follow me at the Chris Lorenz. And uh, we might, uh, the DPPL might be twitching some 24 PS2 game this weekend, but uh, we're trying to fit it in the schedule. So um, we should explain that that's our 24 base podcast. Week. Well, I mean, maybe people have listened to every <laughs> single episode. Yeah. Well, the DPPL is a 24 base podcast that we were doing for the last season. Um, and we always like to try to find new content, and uh, the PS2 game is always good content. So uh, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Ah.